Chapter 6 After she left the nursing home, her daily pilgrimage to the grocery store already complete, Gloria was at a loss at what to do with her time. She'd stayed busy for the better part of 60 years, but she hadn't reacclimated very well to small-town life. Aside from her weekly classes at the community center, she was bored out of her ever-loving mind. Was it wrong to wish for more than the occasional accidental beheading in town? Forty years in the city was the bulk of her life. It was what she knew in her core. Her childhood here was like a dream, like a book she'd borrowed, but not enjoyed. She ended up trolling through towering arches of gothic paperbacks at the pea picker, a bookstore in the same strip mall as the grocery store. In one brief, shining moment, Gloria's first novel had held a prized position on the racks of the ancient retailer, one full row of her only success. But alas, its time as a minor critic's darling, a feminist fever dream she remembered it being called, had been short and quiet. Though she'd heard rumbles from an occasional student, it had become a bit of a cult classic because of the angry, unapologetic female protagonist who they held as a bit of an inspiration. It was funny, though. She hadn't meant to write that type of book. It's just what came out of her brain. It felt like the book wrote itself. Her own words looked foreign to her now. She didn't recognize the confident, angsty woman who'd written that book. It certainly wasn't her anymore. Two sharp raps on her window startled Gloria from her reverie. Dropping the books in her lap with a guilty blush, she looked up. It was Linda, her sister-in-law. Linda flashed a great pearly smile, her veneers waving like white flags in the sun at a parade, her unnaturally red hair lifted in one shellacked wing floating on a light wind, the wispy hairs beneath the wing fuzzy and thin like birds down. Her jewel-encrusted tennis bracelet threw off sparkles of reflected light, temporarily blinding Gloria as she forced a smile and activated the button to roll her window down. Ah, Linda Lester, homecoming queen of 74. How cruel is time, Gloria thought, briefly, spitefully. The window moaned petulantly, emitting a high-pitched whine as it slid down. The exact sensation Gloria felt whenever she was forced to make small talk with Linda. She thought she'd spotted the back of Linda's head inside the bookstore, so she doubled back the other way, checking out silently using smiles and hand gestures and made it to her car without being forced to speak. Luckily, the young cashier was used to accepting anything that crossed his path, as his generation is wont, and, assuming Gloria was mute and deaf, gleefully launched into skilled American Sign Language. He seemed confused by her peace sign and response. If only she'd driven home before she stopped to smell the damn books. Linda, Gloria trilled to her sister-in-law. What in the world are you doing? Linda always spoke with her hands as if conducting a secret concerto. Running errands, you know, right? Carl wouldn't even know where to begin to find his own ass after all these years. Forget about grocery shopping. He don't know where they keep anything at the Brookshire's. You'd think the man couldn't read. Linda laughed at her own joke. Gloria was pretty sure, if memory served, Carl didn't read. Well, at least. Linda was probably closer to the truth than she realized, yet somehow, remedial reading skills and all, Carl was the success in the family. 
How's everything? Gloria nodded. Oh, great. Did Carl tell you Missy's expecting again? We are thrilled. This will make four. What a blessing and a miracle. Missy's exhausted uterus probably felt differently about this miracle, Gloria thought. Linda went on. Terry got a raise last month, but I think he's still dating that older woman. This was whispered. Like trash. This was mouthed. Your brother's garden is just spitting out tomatoes and jalapenos. You should come by and take some out of that garden. We can only eat so much salsa, and I know you love your dips, Gloria. (laughs) That part was true. Salsa, ranch dip, dipping while she danced, dating dipshits. Points to Linda. Did you hear about Rusty Fry's accident? Gloria nodded. It was a small town. She'd heard about nothing else in days. Did you hear about the other body they found by the piers this morning? Now she was listening. That was where Henry lived. No, what? Who? Some woman. They don't know who. She ain't from here. Linda's eyes lit up with the realization she was giving Gloria fresh gossip. Gloria experienced a mysterious brief stab of relief. Linda went on, and they say her throat was slit ear to ear, head almost detached. So now, here, Linda leaned conspiratorially closer to the window and lowered her voice. They think maybe Rusty Fry's death wasn't an accident either. Linda rocked back on her heels, smug as if she had just disclosed the second shooter in JFK's assassination. Gloria played along, leaning in. How did you find all this out, Linda? This is crazy. I know. Linda's eyes lit up. Carl told me, but don't tell nobody. He's vowed to solve this crime before anybody finds out there might be. Linda looked around to ensure no one was listening and then mouthed the following words. A killer. Gloria stifled a laugh. What's Carl going to do, Linda? He's the mayor, not the sheriff. More to the point, what did she think she was going to do? Solve this mystery while she wrote about it? Now that would be something to write about. I know, Linda nodded in agreement. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Surely not, Gloria trilled. You tell him to watch himself too brave for his own good. Linda nodded sternly. After a moment of awkward silence, she tilted her head, pressing her lips together in a gesture Gloria knew would precede the following question. How's your mama doing? Oh, she's fine, I guess. Still a handful, but, you know, she's not getting any better. That's not how age works. Y'all should get out there to say hello, Gloria admonished lightly, unable to help herself. Linda looked guilty, masked it quickly, and smiled. Well, I better get... Jangling her bracelets again, she shrugged and took a step back. Gloria started her car. That was usually the way the conversations ended. It worked for her. She smiled and backed up as Linda wiggled her fingers in a cheerful wave goodbye.